for joining us. It's Women of Grace in the Marketplace. I'm Lori Clapper, along with Janelle Keith. She is in her studio in Oklahoma. I'm here in Erie, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're so glad to be back with you for a new show. Right, Janelle? Yes. Woohoo. Yay. Bring out the party horn. Yes. That's right. It's like it's been a minute. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, with us today is a, a very special guest. Her name is Gail Root. Welcome, Gail. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've heard Gail's name before we started uh, to, you know, think about her being what our guest. And I mean, if you're in business and you're an entrepreneur, especially network marketing, Gail is the person to know. She's kind of a big deal. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> well, Gail, uh, why don't you start out with telling us a little bit about your personal testimony? All right. Well, I'd be happy to. So um, I guess, you know, going back, I grew up in a direct sales family, actually. And my parents, um, my parents loved the Lord, but they came from two different faith backgrounds and had five children and were very busy um, people um, working, et cetera. And um, we really didn't grow up, you know, going to church. And I had a girlfriend across the street who would invite me to church. Um, but I knew the Lord from a, a, a young age. I, um, I knew he was with me. I knew he was there. Um, I, I loved going to church with my friend, or we would go, of course, the, the, the typical Easter and, um, and, and Christmas um, as a family. Um, but I knew my, my parents raised me with um, all, I want to say, biblical principles, you know, generosity, humility, um, loving others, being of service, um, you know, having a generous heart, um, you know, but I didn't have any formal religious experience. And I believe that probably helped me um, because in, in college, when I finally came to really um, surrender and really um, give my life to Jesus, um, I felt like I had made the decision on my own versus um, some of my friends who conversely had grown up in the church. And by the time they got to college, they were kind of like, all right, I'm out of here, you know? And um, it was kind of different for me because I didn't grow up in the church. Um, in college, I wandered over um, to services. And um, anyway, so fast forward, I had these three little babies um, we had, we were raising them to, you know, go to church, but I really wanted something. I felt guilty because I had always wanted to be an at-home mom, um, but I wanted something for, I wanted something more. And I felt ashamed of that. And I, I, I know a lot of women, I coach now, um, and I know a lot of women who have experienced that, um, that sense of, I believe it's God calling us to something more. Um, it ended up being... It made me a better mother and it made me a better wife, um, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, so I ended up joining a, a direct sales company and um, that just started a, a really a whole career of being able to be at home with my family, but also have a business. That's interesting that uh, you had that experience and then God led you to coach others through that experience. So when did you decide to go into, okay, I got to do network marketing. That's really my option, best option. Yeah. So I first started, um, I started with a direct sales company and that was wonderful. It was about a 12 year run and I, I loved it. I loved the women. I loved the community. The leaders of our company were um, just wonderful people. Um, I really found that the industry is founded on biblical principles. Uh, you know, being a servant leader is a hallmark of the industry. 
And um, so as I went, um, I went through that, they actually closed their doors and my husband and I have a brick and mortar business um, locally. And so I thought, okay, God, you know, I'm just going to focus on that, focus on our boys who were about high school age and um, that. And then I had a, an amazing experience with a health, a wellness product in the network marketing company. And so I joined that company to help educate others about um, their health um, and experience some of the things that I had experienced. So really, you know, after um, my first job in direct sales, I was actually in college. And so um, by the time I wrapped up my direct sales and network marketing career, it was because I was literally sitting in church and I heard the Lord say, Christian coaching. And um, I knew he was calling me. And trust me, I wasn't looking for anything. I didn't need another thing to do in my life. Um, but it has become, um, it is work, but it's joy. It's joy and purpose. And um, it's just been um I serve the women in the industry of direct sales and network marketing. Although I'm retired from, from being in the industry anymore, I coach the women who still are, but I coach them to build their businesses on kingdom values. Uh, you said it, ma it made you a better wife and a better mom. Tell us how. Yeah, that's a great question. So and it's, it's really ironic because here I was afraid that, um, you know, having a side business um, was going to distract me from being a good wife and being a good mother. Um, but the truth is for me, God was calling me into community with women. And um, I became, um, I grew personally, I grew professionally, I became happier. I became, um, there was this other part of me that was just more fulfilled, which I became more organized. I became more um, excited about really just life. And um, it, it made me, uh, my, my boys want, they have entrepreneurial spirits now, truly, because of a lot of those years um, just being um, exposed to, you know, being able to work on your schedule when it was best for your family. I literally would do um, my parties back in the day on Thursday nights and Sunday afternoons because we'd go to church Sunday morning. I'd put something in the crock pot and I'd leave. They barely knew I was gone and I'd be back for dinner. Um, so it just, you know, I got to really weave it into um, our family and make it work. And um, it really was a great blessing. You know, it's funny you said uh, fulfill because that was exactly the word I was thinking, uh, listening to you give your story, because it seems like, oh, I feel guilty because I'm just a mom or maybe you'd feel guilty on the other side of it if you're in the corporate world, not being home with your kids. But, you know, God gives you these promptings to fulfill you and give you the abundance and the joy that he intends for you as you know uniquely you right absolutely and there's just a, i believe you know he wants us to have that fullness of life and i'm i'm not suggesting like you know oh we can have it all right um but i'm suggesting that there are parts of our life that are fulfilled in different areas and make us all you know we are as a, as a kingdom woman you know there's all of our parts we're, we're one whole thing we're not separate little pieces you know and so when you're when something's impacting you, your purpose, your energy, that affects all of you. Um, so I, I definitely have found that. And I, I definitely have women who, um, you know, God calls them to corporate or he calls them to stay home. Neither is wrong. The only, I just want to do what he's calling me to do. Right. Well, now you're coaching uh, women to be entrepreneurs, the best best business women we can be on direct marketing. So what's been your biggest challenge in doing that? And, and what are the challenges that others that you coach, right? 
Yeah, that is a great question, Janelle. You know, I um, I'd say the biggest challenge for me, I had uh, my whole entrepreneurial journey was with women in fellowship, in community, teams. Um, you know, working on earning trips together, um, going traveling together, um, setting goals together, encouraging each other, challenging in each other, lifting each other up. And so when I moved to coaching, it was I was leaving all of that. And that was a little lonely for a while, trying to, you know, find my new footing. I ended up, I found a lot of Christian coaches, but it took time. It took find time to find that network of women who were going to be like my new community. And um I'd say that um, the biggest struggle that I find my, with my clients um, is that they don't have space um, for the Lord in their life. And they, they wake up with a full list of things to do, and they don't think there's any time. They might listen to a quick praise song, or they might read a quick you know, verse of scripture or a devotional, and, and they're boom, off to the races. And um, there's no space for him, and there's no time for him. And I mean, he's, you know, he's the he's the answer to absolutely every question we have. And so, you know, if I'm a businesswoman and I need clarity on and focus on goals or business strategy or, or content or anything, you know, he, if I make space for him, I, I work from a place of rest and trust and I hear his voice and am guided. So I help women to discover that place. I like, I need to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's something that's missing from a lot of our lives. I think a lot of us are raising our hand right now because it's such a busy world. And, and, you know, like you said, off to the races, first thing in the morning, trying to get everything done. And that's such an important thing, an important reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you, you said the key right there, working from a place of rest. We He doesn't call us to strive or yeah. to overwork or to overgive of ourselves. No, he knows our capacity. And there's so many times that I haven't trusted that. You know, I've tried to push myself ahead of him or come lagging behind, you know. And so just walking in step with him at his pace is something that I'm learning these days. And it's it's a day-to-day journey, isn't it? It is, sometimes hour to hour, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you were listening to her last segment, you heard a little bit about her story and and she spent decades in network marketing and she's still in the business, but as a business coach bringing women together and encouraging them in their own businesses and Somehow she found time to write a book. <laughs> Gail, what? goodness. <laughs> so talk about what your book is and what it's about. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny that you say found time. Truly, um, when I felt the call to write this book, the answer was a big no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Lord, please. That is not what I'm hearing. Clearly, that cannot be you. It was never my intention to write a book. Um, but going back, um, you know, and I talked about this a little bit, um, but I had um, the short version of the story is I, you know, we all get to certain stages of our life when we there's there's those uh, kind of converging moments. If we look back, things kind of converge. And I believe the Lord plan, plans those or allows those convergences to happen to awaken us to, to a to a truth, a shift, a, a transforming time in our lives. Well, I had one. Um, I was literally on the other side of that wall, and I was in a. Uh, I had some health challenges, 
nerve pain, colitis, um, anxiety, using the medications, doing all the things, and um, was still really struggling. Because of the medications, there were some there were a number of consequences of those. I didn't think I had an alternative, so I was just using them. But I literally heard the Lord say to me, uh, I cried out, first of all. <laughs> you know, I, I cried out um, asking for help, kind of like that red flag I was waving, or I should say white flag, right? Um, waving the flag, and I literally heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Gail, um, you are creating this anxiety. This is self-induced anxiety. Mm. And I was just, I knew the truth of it to the depth of my being, but I, I immediately was like, well, what do I do? How, how, how do I, how do I fix this? Right. And I literally heard the Holy spirit tell me, um, I've already told you in this, I have to preface that it was a very loving, soft voice that said, I've already told you what to do, but you're not doing it. The voice was definitely not to shame me. I knew that. Again, in my whole being, the voice was for my good. And um, I understood really at that moment, you know, Matthew 6, 33, you like flashed before my heart, before my mind, before my everything. And I knew God was saying, seek me first, seek me first, Gail and everything. But what happened in that moment was I knew that he didn't just mean like, it wasn't just a nice phrase seek me first. It wasn't just something to put on my wall. He meant it literally. He meant it literally. And so I started following these six steps in the morning. So I was literally, I would wake up and I was to seek him first, not my calendar, not my phone, not my emails, not my text, not my agenda for the day, but him. And from that practice, I, I practiced um, for about six months. Um, it was kind of a secular six steps, if you will, kind of a personal help. And then the Lord was very clear. Now he says, I want you to make it all about me. So I took those six steps and changed them to make them all um, very kingdom based. And um, fast forward a few, I think it was three years and COVID hit, hit and someone challenged me to share the six steps. And at first I was like, oh no, this was intimate. This was personal. I had no intention of sharing it. But um, I, then I heard the Lord say, this isn't about you, Gail. Oh, whoa. That one really got to me. Mic this drop. wasn't about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mic drop. This isn't about you, Gail. And so it was that sweet conviction. And so I, I, I reached out to a hundred Christian women and I said, listen, I've been practicing these six steps and um, I'd love to share them with you if you're interested. I'm going to do a little challenge for six days, teach one step a day. And if you're interested, it's blessed me intimately. And, you know, maybe it'll bless you. So from there, I went on teaching that again and again and again. And then someone actually, I think, said, uh, Gail, you need to put this in a book. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, and then, I, you know, there's so many details behind it. But ultimately, um, I knew the Lord wanted me to write the book. I bought it. I, I made excuses. I found things to be distracted about. And then it was actually December of last year. I went away for a weekend um, just with, you know, no intention other than writing. So, and here we are. And the book is called Master Your Morning and Change Everything. 
Oh. Gail, you have all the answers. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. He does. He, he does. does. Yes. Mike. Well, uh, you didn't hear this. This was off mic before we came back on the air here. But she, we were talking about not everyone is a morning person because you might hear a morning like, oh, no, I don't have time in my morning to have any routine. I'm not awake enough to have a routine except to drink my coffee. But Gail, Gail said, but everyone still has a morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do hear that. I do hear that a lot. It is a how-to book. It's a short read. The tagline is six-step practice to life-transforming intimacy with Jesus. And um, I can guarantee you, you'll experience that if you do it because you're meeting with him. Because you're meeting with him every morning. You are making space for him in a way that perhaps you never had. The book is filled with testimonials. And um, I debated how many I was going to put in there. And I decided to put more than less because who cares what my experience has been with these with this morning practice i want you to hear what other women are are saying i say women because that's you know usually who i'm working with um of course anyone can benefit but the idea is that you are making space and seeking him first every morning it's not your devotional it's not your prayer it's not your it's not his word it's him first Gail has a business mind from being a network marketer. So how did you know it was time to switch careers, mostly from network marketing to coaching? Yes, it was definitely um, a God-led journey. I um, I really didn't intend to leave um, the company that I was with. I was with a network marketing company at the time. Um, but God made it really clear that he was calling me into coaching. Um, it took me a while. To, I straddled, you know, like when you're when you're kind of on the fence. I, I read something the other day, like get off the fence. Like the Lord is not on the fence. Like you know, make the commitment already. But I was I was scared of leaving what I'd always known and entering into. I think the hardest part, honestly, was that the the, the thought that I was leaving fellowship, I was leaving community, and I was going out on my own as a coach. Um, it took me time to find that community again with a new group of, of entrepreneurs, which I did, but I was, you know, nervous to, to make that transition. You mentioned a little earlier in the show that one of the obstacles and challenges, uh, I guess women or anyone in network marketing kind of experiences is the loneliness. Now, do you, as a coach, as a business coach, do you ha- offer ways for women to come together and, and build that community? Do you do some of that? In, in your business currently? I do, Lori, absolutely, because I, I truly, well, first I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a kingdom business coach. And so having that branding and that, um, you know, it, 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 it leads every decision that I'm making for um, the women that I serve. And so community is everything, right, in our, in our Christian beliefs. Um, and so we're t- together, we're stronger, you know, we're the, we're the body, we realize our strengths and our weaknesses when we're together. So I, all of my coaching programs include a, what we call a hybrid of one-on-one coaching. So they get that private time, but then the group, um, small, intimate mastermind groups. So they're learning from each other, being challenged by each other, accountable. Um, so it's a, it's a really great um, model for a, a believer in business. It's so interesting that uh, God led you to that. So was there, were you already thinking about coaching? I mean, what, or it, this Lord, the Lord actually planted that idea into your head. 
So great question. I actually, um, you know, in the, this is interesting. If you really look at the industry of direct sales and network marketing, it's a breeding ground for coaches. And the reason why is because as you invite someone in to your company, if they want to do what you're doing, you're coaching them. You know, you, you're, you're coaching them to learn what you've learned. You're helping them to see what they don't see yet. And that's really one of the greatest um, definitions of a coach is, is, a, is a woman who or, or a man, but someone who can see in you what you maybe don't see yet and can help you get there, get to that potential within you. And so um, because I often would have people say, I was coaching um, my leaders in the industry, you know, when I, when I was there, but um, I would have people say, you know, Gail, you should be a life coach. And I just didn't ever have, you know, I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you need like that leap in your spirit to kind of confirm that this, oh, mm -hmm. that is, you know, and I just That's never, it. I never got that. Um, but then when I was sitting in church that day and heard the Lord's, Lord say Christian coaching, I was like, okay, now, now I know where we're headed, you know? <laughs> did you, looking back, did you see the signs and think, oh yeah, like that person said something. Oh yeah, I remember when that person said something to me too. <laughs> I was just kind of ignoring all those signs. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, um, I think he, I certainly believe that Lord was planting seeds and preparing me. I don't think I was ready um, until he called me into it though. I think, um, you know, yeah, I just don't think it was the right time until, until he called me. Now I'm going to chase a, a rabbit here, Lori. Our listeners can't hear or can't see what's behind Gail, but you have this very colorful, vivid picture of a lion painted in all different kinds of colors. I love it. It's very striking. Uh, tell us what that is. Is that your logo or is that a, a personal thing? What's going on with that? Yeah, thank you for asking about it. You know, it's that's such a God story too. So when I first was attracted to it, um, I think it was it was I had mentioned that it took courage for me to kind of leave what I knew and step into a whole new business mindset, a whole new business arena. And um, so the lion, in the sense of being a believer in business, um, that kingdom, that courage, you know, the courage of a lion. And um, knowing that, to me, the lion rep and, and the vibrancy of that of colors that you see represented just the vibrancy of the life when you were one. To me, the kingdom life is stepping into the fullness of what God has for us. Mm -hmm. But the only way to get there is with courage. Mm -hmm. Courage, because every day I'll cave to my own fears, fear of failure, fear of, uh, of embarrassment, fear of, you know, I'm not enough. What was I thinking? And so it's going to take courage to go on a journey with the Lord in, in business. And so he, the lion really was my personal reminder, right? Be brave, Gail. You know, you're, God's not betting on you. He's betting on his power to work through you. So trust in that and, and keep going. Since then, it's really become a part of my brand um, just because I think uh, believers in business are confronted every day with their faith um, and sometimes their lack of. And yeah. so um, it's just that reminder to all of us that, you know, with God with us, you know, nothing's against us. So, um, you know, let's keep our eyes on him and his promises and, you know, we can do whatever he's calling us to do. 
And I love what you're saying because we know these things, what you're saying is true, yet how often we fail to incorporate those into our lives and actually put action to them, right? And do what he's called us to do, you know, because you're right. The fears, the distractions come marching right in. They never, (laughs) they never stop. And so it's challenging to be brave and courageous for what God's called you to do because not everybody's doing it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, good. so as you listen to Gail, you know that uh, the Lord is the center of her business. And as she's grown as a business person into a business coach and, and still learning, I'm sure, Amen. and still learning each and every, every day. day. Yeah, every day learning new things. So now you help other women kind of make that connection between their business and their faith. In what ways do you help women with that? Yeah, so I, um, you know, this is interesting, Um, and I'm sure you guys are familiar, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I'm guessing many of the listeners are are familiar with the revival that was happening in Asbury. The pastor where I go to church, he and his wife, they, they attended school there, so it became even more personal what was happening, the revival that was happening there. Well, during that time, I remember during my quiet time, um, with the Lord in the morning, I remember, you know, um, kind of confessing um, a sense of disbelief that I would ever get to be personally involved in that kind of a revival. It always felt like those revivals that you hear about either happened some distant time prior. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I had, I had watched Jesus Revolution that movie um, around that time as well. And so the revival seemed to be this kind of um, exciting, mysterious, um, but not personal, right, for me. And so in that time, the Lord challenged me, and the, 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 the phrase that came up from him was personal revival. And so for me, with the women that I've served, really a cornerstone and a bedrock of of what I do is helping them to see that it's through their own personal revival with him, their personal revival of their own faith, their own belief in who he says they are, because they're a daughter of the king, um, believing that they truly have been called to an assignment in their life, that this is bigger than them bigger than their fears when you have that kind of personal revival you will step into the fullness of what what he has for you and quite honestly i don't know without that personal revival if we really can step into what he's called us to because the weight of the lies and the fears are big um so without that personal revival um so that's what i help my my clients kind of you know come to see and begin that journey of awakening, really awakening to what God has for them. I was just talking a little bit about this earlier today, actually, about how sometimes we complicate these things so much in our own minds where it's like, well, I'm not part of that, that I definitely can't happen to me. Or I, why didn't that happen now? Why couldn't I have been closer? We just think of all these things, why it can't happen. But isn't it so true that God always turns it inward? Like it starts in your heart. Come on now, let's not look everywhere else for it to happen to us, right? Exactly. And that's, you know, I, I find myself repeating that over and over again to myself and to my clients that, you know, the temptation is to look at the problem, to look at the discouragement, the fear, the I'm not enough, I can't, what if, 
Um, we're in bondage when we're in that position. And we are certainly not in faith. We're certainly not standing on his promises. And so the, the goal is always to get our eyes off of our circumstances and onto him. And, you know, I mean, Romans 12 two, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I mean, all of it's right there in front of us. It's all right there. Right. Uh, but we just have to make that decision over and over and over again to get our eyes back on him. On your website, you say that you help women make connections of business and ministry. You bring the two together and you've, you've talked a little bit about that. How do you challenge them? Yeah. So often I find for my clients, um, a lot of them come from Christian homes. Um, a lot of them are preacher's kids, you know, they've, um, but somehow they got to business and they see their faith and their business as two very separate things. And so my goal is to help them see that if they really believe they're a believer, if they're, if they're a believer, yeah. <laughs> if they believe his word, then he's called them mm -hmm. to this. And if he's called them to this, it's because he wants them to, in, 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 in words that are not my own, but to minister in the marketplace, have the business, but be ministering in the marketplace. Um, or another word is have a business tree. You know, it's a business, but it's a ministry. I've heard and, that before. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's, it's a higher calling for sure. Um, it's not just, you know, being in business. It's more than that. Um, it's being that servant leader. It's showing up and being light um, for others and um, guiding them to hope, which is, you know, most often all of their products fall in the hope category, you know? Um, so yeah, helping women to discover community, fellowship, hope. Yeah. And to dispel the fear that they're not alone because there's lots of other women doing the exact same thing that they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That I actually, um, the, a movement, if you will, but Kingdom Dream Chasers is the name of my podcast and my Facebook group. Um, but the call on all of us to truly tra chase the dreams that God has given us. Because um, it's so easy to um, cast those off as, as selfish or um, not important, um, but they're important to God. And he's the one who's placed them there. As long as we've got our eyes on him, we keep him first. You know, I had a coach one time say, you know, how much, um, he's a pastor, and he said, people often ask him, how much is wanting too much? Like, what's too much to want? Whether that's income, whether that's impact. And he said, there's never, the only amount that is too much is the amount that makes that more important to you than God. As long as God remains the most important thing and your heart is set on him, want it all. Want it all. <laughs> right? Go be a blessing. I mean, where would the world, Where? let's just think for a second. Where would the world be if all Christians didn't want more? Oh, my word. It's such a lie from the enemy. We were created to want more. It's what our hearts are focused on, though. It's wanting more recovering from trafficking, wanting more for the soup kitchens downtown, wanting more to bless our families, but to be able to pour out. I mean, how can you pour out and you got nothing to pour? Right. right. Yeah. You know, I'll tell my clients, if you guys, all you want is enough to pay your bills, that's selfish. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> she's, now she's stepping on some toes. Yeah, she's well, preaching. I mean, really, 
But isn't that so true when you yeah. think about that? I mean, all, all I want, all I want is enough to pay my bills. Uh-huh. Oh, well, who are you going to help after that? Uh-huh. Nobody, you got nothing. Yeah. yeah. We're here on this earth to expand the kingdom, to give out to others, to pour, Amen. continually pour. You know, that's the and, thing. And yeah. it's not just finances. I don't want to make it sound like it's just about finances, um, but I'm a business coach. And if they've been called to God by in, into business, we need the testimony to be successful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't. Right? Want, people are going to look to you as an example, unless you're setting the example, right? You're, you know, whether exactly. it is in business yeah. and your principles and how successful you've been in, in any layer of the word. Exactly. I mean, b- success in business is really a prerequisite. It's kind of like you know, if you if if you want to lose weight and you want to find somebody who's you know has weight loss products, if they haven't lost any weight with them. Right, you're not going to be very attracted to the to the product. <laughs> yeah, no so, brainer, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, by definition, you know, success is a, an attractor in, in business. Hmm. And how often well, as Christians we put that really, down? Right. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Demonizing money—that's a big one. The Lord gave me one day. Right. Money's a tool. You know, demonizing it—that is God, and money's a gift from His hand. Yeah. And now yeah. we're going to demonize it? Uh-oh. And, you know, I, I think my, my brain didn't go to necessarily a woman in ministry, but I thought of Billy Graham. What would this yeah. world be like if he didn't want more for the kingdom and make the impact Amen. he did, right? Any of Amen. that. It was his desire to do more for the Lord, and he took that risk, and he did it. <laughs> you know? And, and, and by definition, wanting more is hope. I mean, did Jesus not die to give us that hope, right? And it's not just the hope of salvation. We, we have that. But it's the hope that he wants us to work with him here on earth. He's got plans. And he needs us. He wants us. He doesn't need us. Because we're, we're all he's got, right? That's right. <laughs> scary. Scary, but true. Yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Well, it is that time to say goodbye for another show here at Women of Grace in the Marketplace and always a tough segment, because not only because we have to say goodbye to uh, a friend that we've made and we've learned so much from, but we also have to sum up what we've learned, Janelle. This is our challenge every single week, <laughs> and it's so hard because there's so much. Yes, there is so much, and Gail really poured it out today. Ah, wow. Woo. Man, she was preaching. Yes, yes. And we had some church here, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. We, we all know this. God's got a plan, right? We say this, Jeremiah 29, 11, we cover ourselves with that security blanket. Oh, God's got a plan. But how many of us are actually out there doing the will of God? I can count that on uh, one hand. And when you get somebody that's really inspired to, you know, join hands with, let's do it. Let's get a hold of this girl, because that's what I felt from Gail every time she kept speaking these truths, which we all know and believe, but yet we fail to act on. Courage is another word. And but the fire, the fire the Lord's gotten in her belly and she's doing something about it. And I am so proud to know her. I, I mean, even though it's just been a short time. 
Yes. I'm so proud to know who she is and know that she's out there inspiring women, encouraging women to do what God's called them to do because it's not about her. It's not about us. It's about the Lord. And she, you can tell, obvious mm -hmm. through her testimony, that he is central in her life. And I, I, it's just so refreshing to see that. Yes, yes. Well, I agree. <laughs> but I know we have a few more minutes left. <laughs> yes, in all of that. <laughs> all of that. Uh, wholeheartedly agree. The last few minutes that we spent with Gail, just talking about success in business and how, as Christians, we do downplay it. But if we're going to be an example of what the Lord truly wants for us and that abundance he wants in our lives, in our business, in our families, we have to be an example of of that. <laughs> success is not yeah. bad. Again, like Gail, just like you said, it's where our heart is in that, that we do need to work to not only um, provide for our families, which is important, but we do need to have that hope and, and, expe and be expectant of what God can do and the excess he can do to bless others through what we're doing. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? I feel excited. <laughs> Yes, I know. Yes, yes, because you know, in the daily grind, it's so easy to forget that. And on that note, Gail, how can they get your book and find out more about your uh, what you offer as a business coach? Well, thank you so much, guys. I mean, the easy, easy is just gailroot.com, G-A-I-L and R-O-O-T, gailroot.com. All the things are there. Amazon, the books on Amazon, Master Your Morning to Change Everything. Um, I just want to, you know, remind everybody listening that, you know, this, the fire that was mentioned, um, God has put a fire in me, but I have to tell you that it came from my obedience to, yeah. to making him first every morning and being, you know, I didn't understand that the fruit of obedience was joy until, until I was um, long down the road of being obedient and started to experience joy in a way that I had never understood before, experience peace, experience love, experience, you know, ability to hear his voice and be, and be confident that I was hearing his voice. And so that all came from, it's not that the book and the six steps are going to change your life. He's going to change your life, but you're using those steps right. as the, as the path um, to getting to getting there and to tethering yourself to him. We say, well done, Gail, well done. Yes, yes, and thank you. Thank you for inspiring us, for motivating us, and, and spending time with Janelle and me today. Loved it. Thank you. And if you have any feedback or any questions about today's show, you can email us at womenofgraceinthemarketplace at gmail.com. Catch the whole show on our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>